This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Average Savage podcast. Our special guest today is Jay Irving. Jay, how's it going? Thanks for coming on. I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate it. So uh, let's just jump right into it. What was it like to grow up as uh, Julius Irving's son? Um, it was good. I mean, there's definitely some uh, some perks. I think, um, you know, I think he was dad. I mean, I always has just been dad to me. So, you know, there was times in which we would go out and stuff, you know, people recognized him and, and you know, we knew that he was some kind of celebrity, but it was very normal to us. Gotcha, gotcha. Was there any moment when you were like a little kid that you were like, wow, my dad's like famous? Um, you know, when, I think it was some of the people that I started to get to meet when he was, you know, we go to like all-star games and stuff like that. And meeting like Magic Johnson and Isaiah Thomas and Larry Bird and some of those other guys that felt like superstars at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in kind of understanding that my dad was in the same class as them. You know, that's what kind of made it real for me. Gotcha, gotcha. And uh, jumping into, like, your business career, what was, like, uh, let's just say, like, your first couple jobs, and then how did you get into the music industry? Um, well, my first couple jobs, like, when I was still in high school, I worked at a used car lot, and I did a bunch of internships on the summers when I was in high school. And then when I was in college, I started doing street promotions for a company called Loud Records, uh, Steve Rifkin's company. And they were, you know, the leaders in the game in terms of hand-to-hand kind of street promotions at the time. And uh, I was going to school in Atlanta and interning with them. Gotcha. And uh, you're a manager to artists right now, correct? Uh, I'm a distributor. I have a distribution company um, currently. So who were your first, like, clients or artists that you started to work with? Um. I partnered with a guy named Troy Carter pretty mm-hmm. early in my career, and you know we were able to work with superstars really over the years. Um, Rodney Jerkins, the Flow Tree, the Eve, and Fat Joe, and the Locks, and Nelly, and a bunch of others kind of back in the day, and Tyga, and two others. And Troy signed Lady Gaga in 2006, mm-hmm. um, we became one of the biggest artists in the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, was that was that like um like your breakthrough in the music industry you'd say? Gaga was Troy signing. I mean, I think it's all. I think all of all you know every artist that we worked with is you know is is a different and unique experience. I mean, we're mm-hmm. dealing with human beings at the end of the day, so they're yeah. all kind of wired differently. They all have different needs and wants and goals, which is what's exciting about management and what kind of wakes us up every day is the fact that no two days are the same. No two artists are the same. Mm-hmm. You know, it keeps us on our toes. Management has taken us into a lot of different areas, you know, from the television into apparel, into touring and technology and, you know, lots of different areas. One of the cool things about management is so there is no kind of ceiling on it. You know, it could, it could mm-hmm. involve um, and kind of take you into several different worlds. Yeah, definitely. I know how that goes. Uh, and just like bringing it back to how you said they were, they're humans. I think a lot of people, because I work with a lot of athletes and stuff, and I think people just forget that they're human beings and not just celebrities, you know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, what's your approach to like 
getting a new client or like going after a client? Um, I think we look for superstars. You know, I think um, now, you know, I was really looking for good partners and partners that are willing to, you know, really put the work in and work as hard as we're willing to work. Uh, super talented. It all starts with the music for me. But development and finding those things super early is something that has always been um, fun for me. Gotcha. And uh, I host uh, another podcast you're on. You said you've been working with Nelly for like, I think you said like, I don't know, 10 or 11 years or something like that. Is that correct? Yeah, since like oh yeah. four. Oh yeah, yeah. So, off, yeah. so how did so how did that all come about? Uh, we actually did a deal. We actually partnered with a guy who was managing him at the time, uh, a guy named Tony Davis, uh, and that's how we got introduced to the Nelly business. So one, he's one of those guys where you know it's being from the East Coast and hearing some of his the music and stuff that he was doing early on. It was like it took us into like a whole new subculture. Uh, you know the. the the um the midwest and their slang and the, how they dressed and you know kind of the melodic nature of of what he was doing was a little different a lot different than what was happening at the time in rap music so it was really kind of one of those artists that's just was, has always been super disruptive in doing things that are a bit left the center i mean having you know number one country record number one you know pop r&b hip-hop you know it's like he's i had records that have had number ones across every format of music. So certainly very diverse in terms of and not scared and willing to kind of take chances musically. But mm-hmm. he has he embodies all of the qualities that you look for in a in an artist. Yeah, no, uh, like what's your? I mean, going a different way, but what's your thoughts on like Little Xan X like doing a song like with Billy Ray Cyrus? I mean, I think it's good for music. You yeah. know, I think you know the more collaborations and folks finding intersections, you know, artists finding intersections with their with their music, I think is great. I mean, it's great for music. I think it's good for the fans, you know, and when you see that kind of mutual respect for different genres of music, it's, it's refreshing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I definitely like it. I think it's different and different's always good and change it up. Um, like, what would you say for like an up-and-coming artist? Like, what do you think, like, say, like a couple keys would be to, like, get them on the right path to, like, start them? I mean, I think you, all of the tools that these artists have now, like, there's no real excuse for artists not to be able to get their music out, have it be heard, mm-hmm. use their social tools and whatnot to create awareness around what it is that they're doing. You know, I think that, you know, folks' ability to make music now is, is significantly different than it was in the past in that, mm-hmm. you know, you can make beats, you can make records, you can do that stuff on a computer, you know, nowadays. So you don't really need, you know, to be in a proper studio or, you know, have an exorbitant amount of, you know, money to to make records. So, you know, really at this point, there's really no reason why artists shouldn't be able to, you know, get the music out and start to create energy around what it is that they do. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I know you're not too big on social media, but what are your thoughts on social media? I mean, I think it's a great tool for artists. You yeah. know, for me personally, you know, it's one of those things that I've kind of struggled with over the years, whether it was something that I wanted to do or didn't want to do. For, you know, as a manager, I feel like a lot of it was about putting our artists first. It was never really about us. So that was always felt a little bit weird to me to be on socials in that way. But, um, you know, definitely a tool that even executives are using now to, to you know, as a calling card of sorts. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Going back into other business ventures, I know you were an early investor in Uber and Spotify. So, 
like going back to those, like, did you just have a good feeling about those two companies? I mean, those aren't, those companies aren't hard to have a good feeling about, you know, it's like when you just realize that you don't have to carry CDs around anymore. (laughs) Okay. I get this, you know, I get what this is, or you press a button and a car shows up and, you know, it's a Lincoln town car or, you know, and it costs the same amount as a taxi or, you know, like those things aren't hard to read. So those are pretty easy decisions for me. Gotcha. And I, I saw you recently opened up a restaurant in West Hollywood. How did, how'd that come about? Um, got introduced to the to the guy who, who owned the place from someone at my office who, mm-hmm. who works with me yep. and was able to invest some money and, and jump into it. You know, something that I always wanted to, to do or be involved with, and I've been talked out of it several times. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, it, this is a easy kind of play because I don't have to do much. I just kind of show up and drink beer and eat chicken. Like <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. But what advice would you give to a young entrepreneur? Uh, you get out what you put in. As an entrepreneur, you don't clock in or out. You know, there's no time where you, you know, you're off work. You know, you, so um, you just got to be willing to, to put in the hours and the effort to be successful. It's not easy. Um, certainly a challenging lifestyle when you are reliant on mm-hmm. betting on yourself. It's not for everybody. But, you know, it's, it's, I think the, the rewards could be great if you're willing to put the work in. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, you ready for some fun questions? They're going to go from average to savage. Okay. All right. Uh, what's your favorite song currently? Mm, that's a t- like, new song? Yeah, anything, anything. Or, like, what's, like, a song that you just, like, play on repeat? Khalid's Talk, probably. All right. I'll take okay. it. Are you a jersey guy or a sneaker guy? Sneaker. All right, what about what? what's three sneakers that you want that you don't own right now? Um, the, uh, I got a lot. <laughs> All right. I got a lot. I can't, I can't think of three that, um, that I want that I don't you, have. you have to get on, like, sneaker shopping then. The, the, the little show, you know, on oh, YouTube. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What about who, is there any artists that you never work with that you want to work with? Uh, there's a ton. Yeah. I mean, I'm a fan of, I'm really a fan of like old school yeah. R&B, like Patti LaBelle and Teddy Bendergrass and Luther Vandross and those kinds of artists. But, you know, I think new school would be a newer school. Jay-Z. Jay-Z? Um, yeah, probably one. There you go. All right, last one. Uh, what's harder, being a parent or an entrepreneur? Entrepreneur. Easy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I thought you were going to say parent. Uh, that part's easy. <laughs> That's the fun part. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, well, I appreciate you coming on. And uh, could you let the people know where they could find you on social media? I know you're not big on social media or, like, your website or anything you want to plug in. Uh, it's human resources. Uh, dot com. It's human dash R E dash sources dot com. All right. Again, I appreciate you coming on. Have a good one. No, thank you.